she isn't afraid to dissect an issue, even if it ruffles some feathers. With Global Top Talkers, here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Time for our Global Talkers. Good to have them on with us tonight. Lots to talk about. Bill Kelly, you can catch on our Global News Radio in Hamilton, and Mike Stubbs, Global News Radio in London. Hey, guys. Hey, Alex. Hello. Alex. All right. Let's talk about, uh, well, let's talk about what we've been talking about for the last week, <laughs> two weeks. Because uh, I think both of you are probably getting an idea of how Toronto can take all the air out of the room. Um, and they're not going to fight. They're going to lose this thing. They are not going to win this fight. They know that, but they are determined uh, to continue this fight. And I should mention, it's being paid for by us, the taxpayers. And, you know, it's great for their politics, but it doesn't do anything for the taxpayers. Bill, you know, on the outside looking in, how do you see this? Uh, they're all a bunch of clowns. Um, <laughs> nobody. Well, now you out. know what it was like during the Rob Ford days, you know? Nobody, nobody has the moral high ground here, okay? Yeah. I, I know when you were talking with some of your callers a few minutes ago about, you know, how Andrea Horvath is playing to her base. She is. But so is Doug Ford. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. look at, you know, and he says, well, we're the people. Don't forget, 60% of the people that voted in this last election voted against him. So, you know, yeah, he won a plurality. I get that. But don't give me this thing as if, you know, okay, I'm going to do whatever I want whenever I want. Anybody, whether you're Doug Ford, Kathleen Wynne, or Joe Blow, you have to govern within the rules of the land. And and he's basically said, screw you guys, I'm going to do this. So he's doing this, and I know his base loves this because they hate politicians. And they hate, you know, all this other stuff that's going on. And Horvath is doing the exact same thing. And it's if for somebody from outside of the GTA, it's very frustrating because you're absolutely right. I mean, it's like send in the clowns. You know, these guys are they're they're making a, a, a mockery of the legislature. They're making a mockery of the way government's going. Uh, you're absolutely right. What Ford is attempted to do here is not against the law, but I mean, anybody can understand that, that you know this is clearly an attempt by Ford to be vindictive against some of his political enemies when he was on city council. And sadly, he's got the right to do that, as any other premier does. But that's not illegal. It's not. He can still do it. Well, he can. You know, and I come at it in a little bit different. And and it's not like, you know, I'm not thrilled that we're going all through this. But I will say this, Mike. There's no question that the day he became the premier, the groups on the left of those who hate him made it very well known they were never going to let him govern. And they made it clear with his brother, Rob Ford, that they will do anything they can from day one to derail it. Now we're up to, what, eight lawsuits by a bunch of activist groups who are anytime he does something, they are, whether it's them or the labor unions, are going to poke up and go to the courts to try to get around him. And so I look at this move as saying, OK, might not be the best fight to die on, the hill to die on. But he's sending a message that if this is the way that these groups want to hijack the mandate, which will really, really hurt the whole province of Ontario, then, you know, maybe he had to do this. And supporters of Doug Ford are very happy with this. I mean, we hear it every day on talk shows Mm -hmm. in that they're going to make it so that politicians can't waste money anymore. They're, They're standing up for what they believe in. I wonder, A, what's the record for the use of the notwithstanding clause? How many times has that been exacted in one term? I, I don't even think there is a record for that. And the other thing that I wonder is, when he does have to actually swing a big hammer, where does he go? Because the courts are never a big hammer. It's, it's like covering something with a lot of dirt. It takes a long time. And so swinging a big hammer, that's what the notwithstanding clause is. I guess you have to do this to some extent, but at the same time, 
this is this is something that is going to nauseate the rest of the province. Toronto will stay hooked to this. I tell you right now, the rest of the province, unless you are a big-time Doug Ford supporter, you're tired of it already. Yeah, I mean, I live here, and I live about two blocks from Queen's Park, and I'm ab- I've been tired of this, though, because I live in Toronto, so I've seen the shenanigans of city council. I've been tired of this for years. I mean, frankly, they're the most... Yeah, they're just, honestly, it's boring. Um, but, Alex, you yeah. went through this before, okay? Yeah. And we went through this in Hamilton yeah. twice. Mm-hmm. Back in the 70s, they inflicted uh, regional government on us, and that's within the province's purview. And then, of course, at the turn of the century, we got uh, amalgamation, and you guys in Toronto got it uh, three years before we did here. And, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it, because that's within the purview. But here's the thing, and, and, and this is one of the things, and I'm not saying either side's right, because I don't think there are. They're, both of them are screwing this thing up. But there's due process. In other words, let's have public meetings. Let's give an idea. And even the Harris government, when they imposed amalgamation, said, okay, we're going to have public meetings. We're going to hear what you guys have to say. That we're going to tell us what we're going to do. And eventually we're going to impose this. But it's going to be with that input. Ford didn't do any of that. He just came out and said, I'm going to do this. I, I, he has no no factual data to suggest this. His, I mean, he has, ta- he has talked openly about reducing the size of council. Yeah, He's okay, ta- that's okay, a known thing. Okay, okay, but you know what? Why doesn't he reduce the number of provincial politicians then? I mean, this is a vendetta against Toronto City Council, okay? And yep. it's based on the fact that he's saying fewer politicians makes more effective government. Show me where that's true. Show well, I don't think there is anything. I don't think there is a, such a thing as an effective government. I mean, they're all pretty ineffective. They're all exactly. guilty of that. And, and reducing the number of politicians is not going to make Toronto Council necessarily more effective. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and that's, that's the problem. But it, you know what? This is from a from a political standpoint. Yeah. I know exactly where he's coming from because you talk to ten people downstairs downtown at, at Young and, and Bloor and say we're going to reduce the number of politicians. Yeah, politicians stink. They're awful. They're terrible. That's a winner every time. But is it the best way to govern? I, we don't know that yet. Well, it's interesting because they've just uh, pushed through a proposed change uh, to push a bill through to make it so that they can pass legislation faster and stop the opposition from you know slowing down debate. That's and so, a good idea. Well, that is a good idea, but it will raise even, you know, you're going to see tyrant now in every paper saying, oh, my God. But again, if anyone has a problem with it, Mike, then they should look to the liberals who at the federal level uh, cut the hours of debate. I mean, it's it, again, these are the political tools you use to try to get stuff done for your mandate. And again, you might not like it, but it is not breaking the rules. We can't call democracy boring, can we? <laughs> not, no, not for the next four years. You can't. This is not their <laughs> finest hour. It's no one's finest hour. Exactly. You know, that's the thing. But you know, if, if, excuse me for quoting Shakespeare, but pox on all their houses. I mean, they're really <laughs> they're, they're embarrassing, really. Yeah. Well, you know, a declaration of war from one Toronto councillor. A declaration of war, just like beaches of Normandy, guys. Just like what? it. Okay, I wanted to We're talk about. Uh, chill when you need them. Yeah. No. Oh God, could you imagine how great that would be? Um, yeah. Look, I wanted to talk about Andrew Horvath, but I, I just don't have time. Unless, okay, it's kind of, I'll give you a little bit of like, you know, she put out that tweet yesterday. I don't know. I'm sure you saw it uh, on the Humboldt conflating uh, her bad day with Doug Ford with the Humboldt tragedy. And she, she came out today and was asked about it, Mike, and she basically threw her staffer under the bus. And to me, it's like, that's not, that's not leadership. No, that's not. And the other thing is, if you are going, as much as, you know, you can knock Donald Trump for his tweets, those are his tweets. Yeah. It's pretty easy to tell that. If it is your name and your little blue check mark on Twitter, then it should be your statements. And if somebody else is putting that up and misspelling Humboldt and having to take it down and. Well, that and wasn't the, that wasn't something. the offense. It was comparing, you know, her oh, notwithstanding, no, you know. 
Yeah, absolutely. But if if somebody's doing that and you're ready to throw them under the bus, well, then you take over your own 280 characters and you write them. Yeah, no kidding. And just I I know you're running out of time, but look, Uh, for somebody who decided our strategy going into the legislature is going to yell and scream and pound on our desks. Did you expect anything else? Well, I was hoping. I mean, this person could have been the premier of the province and now you're seeing this behavior. I don't I you know, yeah. there's a lot that she should and could be focusing on. Certainly it a lot, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I, I, I think it's not going to play well for her base either. I think a lot of people were uh, are starting to see a different Miss Horvath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, I got to leave it there. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. It's Bill Kelly. You can catch him in Hamilton on Global News Radio there. Nine hundred CHML Mike Stubbs, Global News Radio in London. Nine eighty. They got lots to talk about. Lots going on, so you are absolutely covered. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about those proposed changes that just came through late, late today, because those who hate Ford and are already completely triggered are going to lose their minds. Lose their minds over this. Doug Ford is crushing democracy. He's not. Talk about shark fin soup. Yeah, we don't want to talk about shark fin soup. Get my water flowing. So we'll talk about that, what the changes are, and why it's no different than what the liberals have done at the federal level. So we'll talk about that. And coming up next, oh, my Lord, we got lots, a lots. What do we want to talk about? Oh, hey, men, if you stare at boobs, you're going to live longer. Seriously. (laughs) We'll tell you about that coming up next. Everyone's cheering in here. Why are you looking at me? Until I take my I shirt get off. stabbed for looking at someone's <laughs> boobs. Yeah, it's like you don't know where to look at. You're like looking at me going, where's her face? Ah! Okay, you're going you're gonna to live past 40, Mike.